It's the Bullhorn Podcast, the only podcast that gave itself a blue check mark. I am Boomer Bob, and trying to get a business loan to open up a spirit store called Beaver Liquors, the man, the mogul, John Jamingo. That is a great name. <laughs> I thought of that earlier today. I'm like, what about a liquor store called Beaver Liquors? Beaver Liquors. That is a great, great name. I might have to look into that, although I don't want to open a liquor store, but I, I, I like that name. So, Bob, tis the season to be jolly. Fa-la-la-la-la, la-la-la-la. Uh, do you say Merry Christmas or do you say Happy Holidays? I avoid people so I don't have to say have anything? a need to say anything other than um, thanks. See you later. So I saw this checkmark Twitter account, and it says, This is your annual reminder that not everyone celebrates Christmas. The default to Merry Christmas as a normal greeting is also white supremacy culture at work. If someone celebrates, by all means, but so many people don't. I, white, I mean, Merry Christmas is white supremacy? I've never had it happen, but if somebody was like, okay, happy Hanukkah, I'd be like, hey, happy Hanukkah to you too. Wait, I, I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm indifferent. I don't care. But I don't understand how Merry Christmas is white supremacy. I'm guessing this was a white woman. Well, I, I so black people don't celebrate Christmas. Asians do. don't celebrate Christmas. I, I don't get where white supremacy. In other words, everything they attach everything that they don't like. If you they do something that you don't like, it's white supremacy, and it just infuriates me that they have to get on. So, in other words, this woman decides that they, she has to scold you for saying Merry Christmas. Is it a big deal? I mean... Isn't there an amendment that um, guarantees you freedom of religion? So you should be allowed to say whatever the fuck you want. Right. I just It just infuriates me <laughs> that like every time you do something, you when you watch people try to talk now, especially people that are woke, and you see them try to talk nowadays, they can't get a fucking sentence out. For the simple fact that they keep constantly in their mind, edit and make sure to make sure that their wokeness doesn't offend anybody. So if I say Merry Christmas and it offends you, that's a your problem, yes, not a that's my a you problem. problem. Yeah, that's a Damn you problem. Right. right, exactly. I mean, I don't, I, you know, I know a lot of Jewish people and they don't celebrate Christmas, they celebrate Hanukkah. And you would think, I know that they don't get upset if someone says Merry Christmas to them. They don't, oh, you know what? I don't celebrate Christmas. I celebrate Hanukkah. Well, then you would say Happy Hanukkah to them or or whatever. If someone said Happy Hanukkah to me, I would just say, oh, Happy Hanukkah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. You, you just return it. But for everybody, not everybody, for people that, that have to make a point to go onto social media and show their wokeness, by making a stupid tweet like this, just I, it just kind of infuriates me. Is now, there, are you looking at the tweet? Yeah, I'm looking at the tweet right now. And what are retweets uh, and likes looking like? Well, this was on Christmas Eve, and quote tweets were 2,007, no, I'm sorry, 2,741, 327 likes, 122 retweets. But what they don't show you now is the comments. And if you go to her Twitter now, because this is a, someone took a screenshot of this. Her, now all her tweets are private, even though she's, I feel that if you have a check mark next to your name, you can't 
make your yeah. You shouldn't private. be able to make it private. You yeah. should not. You should if you make them private, you lose the check mark. That's how I feel. That's what I'm. That's how I feel right now. That's in other words, that should be a law. If you have a blue check mark next to your name, which means you're verified, you're a Twitter a verified Twitter user, that you should not be able to make your tweets private. So I don't know. Everybody gets upset. There's another story we have. I guess I can jump right into this, where. <laughs> In the cancel culture, remember how, Bob, we were going to start with something and we decided, you know, this is how we're going to do it. And we lined everything up. Nope. I handed you the ball and told you to call the play and you called that play. So there it is. So (laughs) there we go. So a Minnesota resident slams neighbors Christmas lights as divisive. Um, Woman, her name's Kim Hunt. One of her husband's Mike. (laughs) So her initials uh, are K They decorated their home and with Christmas lights. And there was a letter they left. There was a letter left in the mailbox and it's actually legal. Oh, no, they mailed it. They mailed yep. yeah, the letter. It's got a, it's got a canceled stamp on it. So, yeah, it does. Uh, even the stamp was canceled on this. <laughs> the stamp was canceled. Did you notice that the name was is K Hunt? Yes. Cunt. <laughs> That's why I said that maybe her husband's Mike. Mike Hunt. Yeah. So, of course, the, whoever got the letter put it out on social media. And I want to thank them for this. So this letter, anonymous letter, chastised them for their Christmas light display and calls it a reminder of systemic biases against our neighbors who don't celebrate Christmas or can't afford to put lights on their on their own or lights up of their own. What the fuck this? Okay, the only thing that I am offended by, (laughs) I'm not offended by, the only thing I can't stand, the only thing that I think looks cheap and like white trash is those blow up Halloween like the big giant Santa, the big giant snowman, the the Santa on a motorcycle or on a chopper? Yeah, but I defend your right to go buy them and blow them up in your yard. I don't care. I, I you know I'm not going to say. Listen, I'm going to drive by and and I'm I'm going to judge you. I'm going to judge you. Uh, I, but the thing is now, if you put lights up, then. You can't put lights up because somebody in the neighborhood or somebody, forget about the neighborhood, somebody anywhere might not have enough money to put lights on their house, and that will make them feel bad. And Did you they, read the fucking letter? For some reason, I cannot find where the, I guess I have to read it right off the picture. Oh, it's right here. Why can't I find, why can you see it and I can't? I just opened up the JPEG that you attached to it. It says, I couldn't help but notice your Christmas lights display. During these unprecedented times, oh, cue the piano music, we have all experienced challenges which casual words just don't describe what we're feeling. The idea of twinkling colorful lights are a reminder of divisions that continue to run through our society, a reminder of systemic biases against our neighbors who don't celebrate Christmas or who can't afford to put up lights of their own. We must do the work of educating ourselves about the harmful impact an outward-facing display like yours can have. I challenge you to respect the dignity of all people. While striving to learn from differences, ideas, and opinions of our neighbors, we must come together collectively and challenge these institutional inequities. St. Anthony is a community welcoming of all people, and we must demand better for ourselves. Do better. There that is, the do better thing. First of all, my reply would be, you should mind your own fucking business. I put up Christmas lights. Yeah. I'm not Quit. feeling bad for putting up Christmas lights. I don't give a shit who likes it, who doesn't like it. I don't care. 
I draw your blinds. This is what I do to enjoy my Christmas holiday. If you don't like it, that's your again. That's a you problem. Yes, that's not a me problem. And here's the other thing: who the fuck asked you? To go out and write a letter, put a fucking stamp on it, put it in a mailbox, have it sent to your to my house, just to tell me that maybe somebody might be offended by this. Something tells me that is not the only letter that they sent out. They probably printed hundreds of copies and mailed them to people. I'm telling you right did, now, they wanted to, you we know. have started... A army of white women that think that it's their job to tell you about everybody else. And I am fucking sick of it. Enough. Shut your mouth. Clean your house. Do you. And don't worry about everybody else. At what point did did we decide that because we're bothered by what the fuck ever, no matter how trivial, we have a right to yell about it? What point? Here's the... Again... Why is what you think have anything to do with me? Now, no, listen. That's what made America great. If I I could understand if you were playing Christmas music every night from 8 o'clock yeah, until Yeah, like 105 fucking decibels outside, yeah. Right. Some of these people have these elaborate lights with Ridiculous. music and flashing back and forth and all that. That would get old real quick. But this is, I'm telling you, this is a modest... Very modest, lights around the edge, and a reef on the house. It's not crazy. No, it was very... I kind of would have looked at it and said, oh, they must be poor because they don't have enough lights. Right. It was like one row of lights around one of the gutters and a reef on the on the upper floor in the middle of the home. That's it. They it looked like they ran out of lighting or just said, ah, fuck it, that's good enough. But now this band of cunts that have hey, to hunt. go out and... Tell everybody that they might be offending somebody else. It's not even somebody. Okay. If somebody was offended by this, I could see maybe they come up and say something, you know, that, you know what? We don't really celebrate Christmas and we find this offensive. That's one thing. That's not this. This is where she sees this and she has to tell you that somebody might be offended, that there might be a Jewish person in the neighborhood or somebody that celebrates Kwanzaa, whatever the fuck Kwanzaa is. Do you even know what Kwanzaa is? I don't know what Kwanzaa Yes, is. yeah. I know what it is, but I'm not going to go into it. I, I don't know. And I don't, you know why I don't know? I don't care. I don't care. No, and the only I don't, reason I know anything I, I about. I don't observe it. Right. And the only thing I know anything about Hanukkah is because I have friends of mine that are Jewish and they've told me stories about Hanukkah. Okay. So I know about Hanukkah. I don't know anybody that celebrates Kwanzaa or what else would they say? I don't know what else. No, but, but do you care if they do? No, no, I don't care. Like, like if they put a black Santa out in their yard and, and it said, Mary, Mary Kwanzaa motherfuckers, would you care? No. Here's the other thing too. It's like uh, Festivus, the thing from Seinfeld. If somebody celebrated Festivus, I would not care. I really wouldn't care. I saw Rand Paul, used that the other day on parlay i don't know why i think i opened parlay just to shut it up because i have the little notifications it tells you how many parlor well it's enunciated parlay but yes parlor it's enunciated parlor it's not parlay no it's trust me google it it's enunciated parlay they fucked up all right (laughs) i get it all right (laughs) it's always been enunciated parlay uh, but but everybody else ran with it, Parlor, because it's it's American. Well, the that's guy, what we the, do. one of the guys that's the owner, calls it Parlor. So I would think that he would know. 
Well, he probably does so because he just gave in with everybody else. Um, so <clears throat> I seen Rand Paul use that in regards to this election stuff. And, and he was like, it's Festivus. It's the annual airing of our grievances. And it's like, come on, dude, you're an elected official. Well, I did see, you know, he did that on Twitter also. Mix Seinfeld in with it. Come on. <laughs> he did that on Twitter also. And I thought he had some very good points. He brought it up on an interview on like on Fox or something. I forget where it was, but it's like, come on, let it go. I don't know. I thought he had good points. I felt that everything he said, I wonder if I could pull it up real quick. You know, the guy who created that, um, he passed away or didn't he like a couple of uh, months ago? Who? Jerry Stiller. Yes. Yes, he did. Wasn't he George Costanza's dad or he something? Was that, yeah, he was also the dad in uh, the one with King of Queens. He was also really, really oh, yeah. funny. I never really actor. watched that show, but yeah. Really, really funny actor. That's Kevin James, isn't it? Yes. Kevin James is funny. I just didn't find that TV show funny. Kind of like the one with, uh, what's his name? James James Belushi. Oh, I love that show. I can't remember the name of it. <sighs> yeah. My... I love that show because you know why? I had the hots for uh, the wife in that. Yeah, the one she the uh, ended up being the, um, the, uh, the uh, thought on Two and a Half Men. That's right, and she was also the one that Alan messes with. She was also on that show after nine hundred two one zero something I place. I can't remember the name of that either. Melrose Place. Melrose Place. There you go. I never watched it, but I know what you're talking. Now about. I can't find the fuck. I'm on his thing. I can't find the fuck. Oh, Grand here Paul, we it go. Would be easier to go to Parlay because nobody goes on there. Here it is. Good morning. Happy Festivus. Today we will air some more grievances for the holiday tradition. We will talk about Congress. All over foreign aid, wasteful spending, science denying experts, and other holiday goodies. This is not the time for holiday cheer. That's for tomorrow after we air our grievances. <laughs> I guess it is funny, but later for feats of strength, we will see who can lift the, with one hand the five hundred and the five thousand five hundred ninety-three page monstrosity of a bill Congress Omnibus just passed. Bill. Yep. Congress passed nearly a fifty-six hundred page bill. That Without was written in secret it. and put in public six hours before the vote and read by not one person in the body. Not one. Congress gave you $600. Would you like to know what they gave everyone else? $15 million to buy high-speed boats for Sri Lanka. $130 million to promote democracy in Nepal. $15 million to promote, promote it in Pakistan. Interesting, since we can't even seem to validate mail ballots in the United States properly. $33 billion to provide democracy in Venezuela. That seems to be going well so far. Oh, wait, I found it. We are going to promote democracy in America with $132 million in assistance for Georgia. No, wait, that's the former Soviet Republic. Never mind. Oh. Come on. This is funny. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I like Rand Paul. He... Oh, I do too. I think he's he's one of the ones I wouldn't boot out. Yeah, I think you're right. Then Trump, as they were getting ready, they passed this monstrosity bill. And what they did was they put everything together. And the reason they did this was they thought Trump would be no, would no way veto it because if he vetoed it, it would not have funds for the military and it would also shut down the government. What's Trump do? Trump does what Trump does. He decides that since nobody voted for him, he's going to fuck everybody. And he said, you know what? I think we need $2,000. And he went over all this shit that his his people, the people that worked on this, proposed. Trump proposed all these this money to go to all these different countries. 
and then comes and does a video on Twitter, mind yep. you. It was almost five minutes long. Right. And just fucks with everybody. Fucks the Republicans because now the Republicans got to fight it. And if they fight it, the Democrats will use it during any reelection. Once they find out they voted against it, uh, they fucked everybody that was low income that is, needs unemployment, but they probably voted for Biden. Fuck them out of their unemployment because that now that lapsed. He fucked everyone. He does not care. I think he knows he lost. You know, the, it was an omnibus bill, so it was technically two bills. It was our annual budget along with the, the COVID relief bill tied together. Now, the part about it that I loved was that it was almost 5,600 pages. And even AOC tweeted out, OK, look, you know, you guys want us to pass this bill and you and you present a 50, almost 5,600 page bill to us and give us five to six hours to read it before voting on it. No, this is this is bullshit. But then she still voted yes for it. Exactly. So he, shit. here's the deal. They had to bring the bill in on a cart. Like, in other words, you couldn't carry yes. it. They had to put it on a, it was boxes and boxes of paper. And Ben Shapiro, I know a lot of people hate Ben Shapiro, but he's got a good idea here. All, and, and we're going to talk about Ben Shapiro, but first. What first? But first. Have you ever used Ring Doorbell? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever used Ring, or better yet, Omaha Steaks? They have a Jewish, not Jewish, what do they eat? Uh, what do Jews eat? That has to be blessed and killed a certain way. What do they call that? Kosher. Kosher. They have kosher steaks. Anyhow, back to Ben <laughs> Shapiro. He says that all, and I agree with this, all bills should be no longer, no more than five pages written in simple English with bullet points on what they do. This way you can't hang dingleberries on them, hide shit behind them. Five pages, the most. Poor. I mean, they had uh, $10 million, I believe it was, going to Sri Lanka to refurbish a cutter boat, that which happens to be the largest boat in their fucking Navy that we gave them like five years ago. We donated it to them, okay? We, we decommissioned it and then gave it to them, and it's the largest boat in their fucking Navy, and they want us to give them $10 million to refurbish it. $10 million, you could just build another fucking boat. Uh, I don't know. It's a cutter, but in other words, it's a military boat. It's not like a... It's just a regular kind of a large naval ship, but not like an aircraft carrier. Right. Well, in other words, Iran, they have those speed boats that they mount a machine gun turret to and they fly and they run around. Uh, I and, mean, this is a pretty good sized boat, yeah. but it's not, you know, it's not an aircraft carrier. We gave them the fucking thing. Now we got to give them money to refurbish 10 it. 10 million to refurbish it. Copy a break. Give me and the, the boat And back. then uh, they want to give... 25 million total to Pakistan, but I think I want to say 15 million of that was for some gender research bullshit where they throw gay people off of fucking roofs of buildings for being gay. Get the fuck out of here. The bill was to throw gay people off the roof? They want to give every working man, man and woman in this country who makes under $75,000 a year $600 stimulus. And if you're on unemployment, you get an additional $300 uh, per week, which I think is fair. I didn't like the $600 thing because, believe it or not, it actually took employees away from my company. They could make more money being on unemployment. Right. Okay. But it gives $1,800 to illegals in this country. $1,800 to illegals. So the thing about the – so what I would do is I would find people that were out of work, that are on unemployment, that were in the – 
restaurant business or in the entertainment business that worked in, if you're in California, in Disneyland or something like that, that they haven't had, you know, they haven't been working in all this time, they should get $2,000. If you're working, you don't need it. You're working. I mean, you should have to show hardship. Like, look, dude, my fucking mortgage is a month and a half or two months late, you know, and then, okay, here's the money, you know, we'll mail you, we'll mail a check to your fucking mortgage company, something like that. I don't want two grand going into, into the hands of John Jamingo, no offense, because you're going to probably use it and buy you a fucking PlayStation 5. No, but I would buy myself a nice big monitor. Well, you, But you get my point, though. Yeah, I get your point. I don't, I, you're right. I wouldn't Most need people it. are not going to use this money to, to pay, pay back debt. They're going to use it to buy themselves rims for their fucking 1993 Corolla. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you. And then the other thing is, that once this rent eviction protection stops or eviction foreclosure stops, there's going to be a shitload of homeless people. And, dude, that's when the revolution starts because these people have had to sit home through this whole lockdown. And this, even the CDC says there's no sense to lock it down. Right. No. So let's just I'll- talk about this for one fucking second. And I think we've done this before, but I'm going to do it again. Again, for people like... That bitch that decided to send a letter to her neighbor about Christmas lights. This is the kind of shit she's talking about. And I heard Adam Carolla talking about this, and he's absolutely 100% right. Bob, when you and I were younger and growing up, you know, we work in a tree. We work with our hands. And every day we assess risks. In other words, if you got to get up and paint in a you know, up in an, an area, you got to put a ladder up or something like that. You got to assume, a, you know, how not to get hurt. When I was in the elevator business, every job we did, you had to fill out a piece of paper. You had to identify the risks and you had to identify what you were going to do to mitigate those risks so you were safe. It was called a job hazard analysis. Every day when people go outside or go anywhere, when you work with your hands or you work in a trade or something like that, you're constantly looking at hazards and you're taking and in your mind, how much of a risk do I want to take? Is it safe? But now we have so many people that are in the digital age. What's the biggest risk that you have to evaluate when you're doing something from home, working on a computer, working in an office? According to commercials, the biggest risk uh, is you sneeze during that Zoom meeting and your laptop falls off into the floor and they see that you're wearing boxers and not pants. Right. I mean, there is really no there's no actual harm that you're going to get when you're working and all make spill coffee on yourself. I don't know, but yeah. it's nothing like it is when you're out working with tools and working with your hands and, you know, roofing or something like that. And what happened? now is that people don't mitigate risks. So now we have COVID. That's a risk. You know, if you're young and healthy, that you could, you're going to get this thing and 99.9% of you are going to get over it. My cousin, he's 62 years old. He's had cancer. He's had chemo and he got it and he's coming out the other end. Now he was sick wow. for like 11, 14 days. He was sick and really well, sick. Good for he him says, though. Good for right, him. I hope he pulls through. And he said, well, he's, you know, like I said, he's, the fever's over with right now. And yeah, you know, he seems like he's coming part. out coming out the other side. And I'm not saying that people don't die from this, but people have to mitigate the risk, have to take and evaluate the risk of going out and protect themselves. And we should open everything up and let people decide the risk that they want to take. 
Exactly. That, and then that, that would stop all this bullshit. We wouldn't need $600 because the economy would come back up again. Now, there are going to be pe- some people that can't do it because they either have diabetes or obese or, you know, they're over a certain age or whatever. Those people, you kind of maybe they you protect them, you give them unemployment or something. It's a very small amount of people. Then people are going to say, well, we have 300 and what's it now? 320, 350. How many people have died from COVID in the United States? If that's a real number, because I'm not 100% sure it is. Where there weren't other comorbidities, uh, not a lot. Right. And when they go back in history and look at this, this will be one of the biggest mistakes ever made in humanity to shut the world's economy down over a virus like this. Then they want to, you know, oh, conspiracy theory, calling it a pandemic. You wonder why people are doing this, because we don't trust you. What you've done, the way that you've dealt with all of this and and what you've done to everybody doesn't make fucking sense. So sorry if we don't trust that your fucking motives are pure here. You know, you kind of created the conspiracy theorists that are out there now. This They didn't just decide, yeah, um, COVID's fake. You know, all this shit's fake. Now, I don't know anybody who doesn't believe that, that you know, COVID's not a thing. But I do know a lot of people who are like, yeah, it's a thing. But the way we're going about it is fucking wrong. Herd immunity was the only way to beat it. And yes, there's going to be losses, but it is what it is. Now, listen, in the beginning, when this first happened, we all decided to lock down because we didn't know much about it. We know a lot about it right now. A shit ton about it right now. There's teams of doctors out there that are trying to use what approved medications we have right now that would treat COVID-19. And every fucking time they find a study that shows you something that works, it gets shut down. Social media will not allow you to share it. Twitter suspends doctors' accounts. The AMA came out recently with, I think it was, I want to say, page six of the fucking document that said that hydroxychloroquine has been found to be effective. <laughs> so all this time, tens of thousands of motherfuckers have died or your grandmother died because politics. So there's a study out now, COVID-19 outpatients, early risk stratified treatment with zinc plus low dose hydro, hydrochloroquine. HCQ. And, right. And uh, azithromycin. Yeah, so which is a Z-pack. Right. So they have these doctors have been treating people with this. They have a study. It shows that it is a viable method of treating this. Once you start, not only once you start uh, getting symptoms, but the earlier you get it, the better you recover from it. And that doctor put the study out on his Twitter and they suspended his account suspended his account. So my question to you, Twitter, is how do your fact checkers know more than a doctor who's practiced medicine, who has a license to practice medicine? How do you know that this isn't true? The study is here. I have it in the show notes. It goes through everything, the methods, the patients, the procedures, the treatment, the outcomes, the statistical analysis, the, you know, the, the study approval, all this, the results. Everything is in this study. So you can go take a look at the study and see. And again, this is a medication that probably would cost $50 between the zinc. I mean, ivermectin was about two bucks for a week. Right. And that's another one that they want. As soon as you, they want you to get vaccinated so bad. And they wanted this uh, 
COVID to take and shut down everything so they could get rid of Trump, which is basically what they did. They blamed Trump for all this. And here we are. And they're still doing it. First, it was about deaths. Now it's not about deaths anymore. Now it's about cases. The interesting thing, too, with the with the vaccine, with the like the Pfizer vaccine, when you look at the at that, it's an mRNA vaccine. And I'm not going to try to go into the science science bullshit of it all here. I'm just going to hopefully inspire you to do your own fucking research. But when you look at what hydroxychloroquine does and the way that it works, it's almost fucking identical to what the vaccine does. So, yeah, but see. <laughs> hydroxychloroquine has been around for a long time, a long time, a long time, a long time. And there's not money to be made here. Um, and it, that doesn't, like I said in prior episodes, that, that doesn't pay Jimmy Kimmel to have a studio and it doesn't pay his salary and everybody else on ABC, uh, a subsidiary of Disney to have salaries and all that, but new stuff like, well, vaccines do. It pumps money into the companies that buy advertising space. That's all they give a fuck about. Just think about the amount of money that they've made in testing, you know, people that sell the tests, and now the vaccine. If they started, if doctors right now started prescribing, either, you know, or this cocktail, zinc, HCQ, and the z pack, and all of a sudden, let's say they did it in New Jersey. This today, I think we had 3,000 new cases, all right? Let's say they started doing this in New Jersey, and within a month, we went from 3,000 new cases to 50 and no deaths. That would ruin everything because we would have to open everything up. We would have to – the economy would come roaring back. What do you do about that? I mean, they, they again, once – and that's been out, and Trump talked about that back in June, May – so that would vindicate him. That would show that this was all political. And people people would go, I'm telling you, they would start building guillotines. There would be a revolution in this country. If this well, the whole thing with me. like with, uh, you know, Twitter trying to control all of, all of the information. I mean, you know, they're actually doing more damage to the general Twitter user than they are good. Uh, but, but what does Jack Dorsey care? Have you ever seen him during the, the, during the interviews with uh, like um, when he's being questioned by members of Congress and members of fucking the Senate? I mean, he, he, he doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. He's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I am Jack Dorsey. Do you understand who I am? I own the cash app motherfucker. Dude, he's sorry. Could, as he Joe Rogan set, calls it, the motherfucking cash app. He could set, piles of money on fire and still have plenty of money. Well, that's just it. He doesn't care what what's right or wrong here by mankind. He just he doesn't even care if Twitter fucking goes away. He doesn't give a shit if he gets fired. He doesn't care. He's going to continue being Jack Dorsey. Right. Uh, it doesn't matter. He's going to do whatever the fuck he wants and no government or otherwise is going to get in his way. He doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. Well, it's very interesting that all the shit that they said, that the media said, that your politician asshole said with, you know, HCQ doesn't work, masks, well, you don't need to wear a mask, but now you do. Well, now masks are the only way we're going to get through this thing. The whole uh, herd immunity, well, no, that's not really, that's not going to work. But now, now they're pressing this vaccine by saying, well, we're going to use the vaccine to create herd immunity. And that's the only way to get through this. Well, you just said fucking seven months ago, that is not a direction we need to take. 
So they keep contradicting themselves. And and the part that bothers me is that everybody else is still like, well, now he's saying that, that herd immunity is a good thing. I'm going to get the vaccine because that's what he said. And I trust Dr. Fauci. The fu- Did you know that uh, some uh, fucking mayor made Christmas Eve national, sorry, made it Anthony Fauci Day. Christmas Eve? In his town. Yeah, Christmas Eve. Is now Dr. Anthony Fauci Day. I didn't even bother to look up what town it was because I was just like, get the fuck out of here. Again, I got to go back to we're all being gaslit. This is a simulation. There are things happening in this country. And it all started years and years ago when they started pushing this narrative of the whole country is racist has and systemic has systemic racism and everything is rigged. Now, I'm not saying that there's not a bunch of bullshit going on in this country and this government is too big. It is way too big. There is too much going on. And the people that run this government are not the people that are elected. They are the people that stay in government no matter who is the president. And you see these people that, oh, he was under the, the he was, uh, he, he was in the, Clinton administration, he was in the Bush administration, he was in Obama, Obama yeah, administration. Yeah. He worked he, for all these for, people behind the scenes. Right. These are the people that are actually running this country. Well, I mean, Dr. Fauci exactly. was there when AIDS, when HIV was invented. Okay. And and look at all the good he did for them. None. Well. Got everybody fucking killed because he just laid back and collected fucking money off of it. So I was watching football this weekend because there was a game on, Jesus, there was a game on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you go to look at some stadiums, Dallas, people in the stands. Uh, Minnesota, nobody in the stands. Yeah, well, you can tell where, where it's woke and where it's not woke. Right, and I'm just thinking to myself, there's a big, giant outdoor stadium, and you can't put, it holds 65,000 people. You can't put 15, 20,000 people in there? I mean, are you kidding me? Why couldn't you spread it out and have 15 or 20,000 people there wearing a mask, social distancing, all that? That kind of, there's no reason for it. The same way there's no reason that they can't have outdoor dining. Now, there's outdoor dining in this area up in the Northeast. It's over. It's 40 degrees. Who's going to sit the fuck outside and eat a a meal in the cold? Nobody's going to do that. But places like California and uh, Arizona and New Mexico. There's plenty of places that have, you know, weather that you can still dine outside and they will not let people dine outside. Or why can't you dine inside? Because there's no studies that say that they're getting COVID from indoor dining. It's not coming from there. It's coming from being locked in your fucking house and people being in there for long periods of time that have it. And then you get infected. That's how this is happening. I mean, my cousin, though, he tried to figure out where he got it from, and he wears a mask. And sometimes if he's with somebody, Ken, sometimes when he was with somebody who he wasn't sure, you know, whether they hung out or he would wear two masks and he got it. Well, it's the mask only protects you from large droplets and meaning like me and you are sitting across the table from each other playing a game of cards and I sneeze without a mask on. If you've got one on, you may not get it 
the larger droplets. But the aerosolized part is is going to go right through that because it's micro, man. It, it is it is extremely fucking tiny. And you keep hearing about these, uh, oh, airplanes are safe because they're using advanced filtration systems and blah, blah, blah. Have you ever heard anything this whole time with all the grocery stores that are open uh, Walmart's open, Target is open, all these motherfuckers that are open. Have you heard anything about them installing advanced air filtration shit? No. no. Oh, wow. All huh. the money that they're making. Well, then maybe your cousin caught it while grocery shopping. I'm not saying he did, but you get my point. I mean, even even if he... Even if he gets his groceries through Instacart or some shit like that, it, it, it could have been on a box, uh, a box of fucking, you know, pancake mix that he got, whatever, a, you know, a okay. loaf of bread. So, and I'm going to use my cousin as an example. So they would go to Walmart and they would get everything and they would take their groceries and they would put it, you know, down in the basement and they would leave it there. Not the cold groceries, right. of course, but you. the box stuff, they would leave it there for a day or two because it's supposed to, the, yeah. the virus is supposed to die. And then they would bring everything back up and he would wipe right. it down. So I'm telling you that he was really, really, he was being diligent yes. in regards to his respects to potential. And he got it. Yeah. And so again, I got to say that, I mean, I, I, I just think that if you're outside and you're going into places, there's a very good chance that you're going to get this thing. And now they have this new strain that's coming out of the UK, which is supposed to be more contagious. More infectious, yeah, but not any more Deadly. dangerous per se. Well, Regarding still. the uh, the actual illness is, is not any worse. And then your buddy, Mr. Christmas Eve, Fauci, you know, at first he says that we need 60% of the people to recover from this to recover from this or be vaccinated to have herd immunity. Now he's moving it up to 80 to 85% vaccinated to have herd immunity. And then it's not that you can't get this when you're vaccinated. It's you can't transmit it when you're vaccinated. So again, so many different uh, stories, so many different, can you get it? I don't know. I thought when you took this vaccine, you couldn't get it, but now they're saying you just can't, or, or you can get it. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? I, I can't keep up. That was D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, who declared December 24th, Dr. Anthony Fauci Day. Jesus Christ. In honor of his 80th birthday. Birthday. Because of his 80th birthday, we are going to name Christmas Eve Dr. Anthony Fauci Day. Oh, isn't that nice? I Again, I just think... Dude, if if China ever decides to attack us, we're fucking done. What good does that do? If I say, hey, you know what, John, we're going to declare December fucking 28th National Indie Podcaster Day. What does that do? Nothing. Well, fucking zero. First of all, National Independ Independent Podcasting Day or International Independent Podcasting Day is September 30th. Who cares? It's been that way for five years now. Right. And Who cares? Nobody gives a fuck. Listen, there's National Blueberry Pie Day, National Apple Pie Day. Yeah, do the, we I mean, need that? Maybe if we took away all that shit. Uh, it was National Pancake. It's National Socks Day. It's National Pizza Day. It's National Donut Day. It's National Fucking Fuck Off Day. How about that? Right. <laughs> do you uh. want to get into the Nashville bombing? Because on, no, it was actually, it was the day after. Dr. Anthony Fauci Day, 
<laughs> that it was that night. It was it was left over from the parties, right? In celebration of his his day in DC. Yeah, um, this is quite a story. Most people are pretty much already aware of of the basics. Um, an RV parked in the art district, uh, I guess near downtown Nashville, which I think this particular area is up against the Cumberland River, and it was parked outside of an AT and T building. And the RV gave off messages. Uh, there are videos out there that show the street or the general area prior to the RV detonating. And there was a a message played right now, the message, right? So the message started playing that the, there was evacuate. We have the message, don't we? Where is it? You says if, if you can hear this message, evacuate now, right? Evacuate. And can you not get that to play through? They said it was going to play. It was going to explode. Where's the, you sent me the thing and now I lost it. Hang on a second. I'll get it. Because this one plays it a short clip of it, I think the message played for almost an hour. I thought it was fifteen minutes. Oh, I've I've read Again, it. It's, it's so know. it's all over the place. Again, I don't know. Let me see. You sent it to me. Here it is. Yeah, it's in Discord. All right. So here here's the audio. If you can hear this message, evacuate now. Right. Now they play it backwards. Are you ready? All right. So are you ready? Right. Have a Merry Christmas. So now, but again, I don't know if it's like when they tell you this different lyrics of a song if they say that they can re- say a lyric of a song and you'll hear that even though that's not what they're saying your mind gets tricked man i was a teenager in the 80s what are you nuts dude we spent a lot of time I, trying to find backwards messages I on, know, I on get uh, that. Re- uh, records and i was a total damn metalhead so right but it, it's supposed to say are you ready merry christmas to all oh, are you ready it'll happen very quickly yeah merry christmas to all so that was the message backwards. Now, again, I was listening to the uh, No Agenda show, and they that's where I heard this the first time. And to me, and they made a good point, wh- where did this message come from? I mean, it was loud, loud enough where it, where's the speaker? Where was this coming from? Did it come, did it actually come from? The RV. I don't know yeah, because that, it was pretty loud. I mean, I I know somebody, um, a guy who occasionally comes onto my, my show, goes by the name of Wise Guy. He he had one one vehicle that he has has a train horn in it, and then the other vehicle that he has, um, it's a it's a Jetta that has he rigged up this like soundboard in it that plays through a little you know little under his hood PA speaker, and um and he uses it to play like a chicken clucking he plays our r2d2 and those kinds of sounds that uh you know people at uh red lights would be like oh shit that's badass you know all right so yeah okay but it's not that loud it's not that loud it's not and he's got like a like a mono amplifier connected to it that's only this big it's probably like 10 10 to 20 watts but i mean that thing was like a mega a megaphone it was Mm -hmm. it was loud so this thing goes off and there's an at&t building outside there 
And it, well, first of all, I think it damaged 41 stores, 41 buildings it damaged. Um, apparently the guy it was inside the van. He did. They found remnants of him. <laughs> he gone. And I mean, first of all, the, my tin hat, my tinfoil hat immediately goes on. Of course. And I'm thinking to myself, why is this guy going to blow himself up in there? No note, no, no note, you know, suicide note. Was there? I mean, have you heard of one? No. Here's, here's what I, I made some notes. The FBI, who took a week to figure out that a knot tied into a pull string on a garage door in Talladega was just a handle and not actual racism, has concluded that the RV bombing of the AT&T building in Nashville on Christmas morning was just a suicidal loner with no other intentions. I don't think so. However, the building has a facade exterior with fake windows and is built to withstand a missile. Uh, the building has massive secondary backup power generators on the roof that were sadly powered by natural gas. They, they, they failed, by the way. Um, it's also noted to be an NSA fl data flip center that pushes data over to the NSA. Uh, three major fiber optic arteries all meet in that one building, which are ran down the three interstates that are near, near the building. <clears throat> the blast took out all services for anything AT&T from cellular to Internet and otherwise. No crater was left under the RV and somehow they were able to identify human remains. Uh, I've never understood. Oh, they used the dental records. Well, if you don't know who he is, how the fuck do you know who his dentist is? Now, I'm digging into this, and I don't necessarily believe all of this stuff, but these are just ideas that are being thrown around. Theories are being discussed about it, about the possibilities of it being a drone strike. A missile strike. Hence, which would put the RV as a decoy in the investigation, and the owner of the RV becomes a patsy, and would also explain the no fly zone that is i think still active here for what four or five days later there is a no why is there a no fly zone it since the since the bomb went off it was no fly zone it was military only really? all of nashville that's amazing yeah well so it just it just keeps coming man and it just doesn't make any sense now of course nobody's talking in the mainstream media about this they're of just going to tell you it's a lone guy well, you know, the FBI's already cracked the case, man. I mean, the guys, like I said, who spent a week to figure out that a garage door pull knot wasn't racist in Talladega. It took them a week to do that. They figured this out in 24 hours, man, that this was just a loner. He just wanted to, to kill himself, and this is how he did it. Again, I, I go back to the Las Vegas bombing, or not the, the Las Vegas shooting at the yeah. country concert, where when they broke in, the guy committed suicide. That didn't make any sense. And then you hear the stories about it was a it was an arms deal that went bad and that they were trying to sell set up a cell in the United States that was either Al Qaeda or ISIS and it went bad and that guy got killed and then the, the people that were trying to buy the weapons opened up uh, the windows and started shooting outside. So we don't know what happened there. And same thing, you know, it, the investigation's over, nobody knows anything. And again, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I got my tinfoil hat on, but like, I'm, I'm sorry, none of this makes sense to me. But everybody that, that talks to me, they say, oh, you think too much into this. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe, but just because I can't prove it doesn't make it wrong. Well, I mean, the building has ties to solar wind, um, which is 
tied to Dominion. They're the company that Did owns the, or is a yeah voting uh, machines Dominion, and- the voting machines. Um, and it it also like on a side note, it something with this blast disrupted the some kind of I think there there's a supercomputer in the area that is cooled by water from the Cumberland River. And it screwed that up somehow and caused this uh, fucking uh, supercomputer, which is about as big as a, a building, um, to fry itself. And those that particular supercomputer is, from what I've read, I don't know if it's accurate, is also part of the Dominion data storage right. stuff. So, but, but even those who talk about it say it's kind of almost unrelated because there's no way that this guy could have planned that one. But, you know, when the idea of a drone strike comes up, I start to rack my brain. Well, who would do that? Like this is, you know, Dominion, this kind of attacks Dominion. Then this kind of attacks the NSA, this kind of attacks all that. Well, what that sounds like it's part of the Trump's plan to plan to victory, you know, path to victory. Like, cause this cripples Dominion. See, I think what they thought was going to happen was that they were going to certify this election and Trump was going to go away. January 6th. Right. And they are not, and Trump's not going away. And more people are like, they're requesting, they're subpoenaing, 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 Jesus Christ. What's that word? Subpoenaing. 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 Yeah, that sounds dirty. Sounds like you were doing that alone in the bathroom. Uh, Yeah. Say that one more time. So they were subpoenaing the machines they the records they were going over things and i gotta tell you cocaine mitch out of tennessee they have been there's stories about his election that don't add up where he had won big giant uh landslide victories in counties that were mostly democratic so again i i who knows maybe mitch was involved in this thing and he doesn't want people looking into it Two three weeks ago, the judge a judge in in Georgia gave 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 them the okay to erase the data that was on all their fucking voting machines in Georgia. Right. Well, they have to because they got another they got another election coming up in what is it the fifth of January? Yeah. So yeah. that's coming. I up. I feel bad for anybody who has to vote and use a Dominion. Right. I, I do. So if they did if they did that with the presidential presidential election, will they do that with the Senate election? I mean, you uh, heard about the IT chick who who came out to speak against, you know, Dominion, uh, you know, Dominion. Well, the machines of what she saw mm-hmm. during it. I don't know if you've caught that part where she she, she kind of sounds drunk when you watch that. She sounds like a just a like a party girl. And she's kind of going out, going off on. I'm telling them, I, I know what I saw. And, and this, this woman's under oath. And um, there. Well, now Dominion is actually suing her for defamation and uh, and uh, and and as when they did so their statement took her she's an IT chick all right they took her and said you were uh hired as a temp to clean glass so all you are is a window cleaner well they also said something to i guess Newsmax because Newsmax Fox News and other places basically came out and said, we don't have any proof that there was any tampering with the election. We don't have any software proof. We don't have any proof because I have a feeling they were going to get the shit suit out of them too. 
Well, Fox has been uh, compromised. They've been bought. Um, now, if you Google it, uh, you're going to get, well, you know, uh, Rupert Murdoch's son is now at the helm of Fox, and that's why things are changing over there. No, they've gotten bought. It is, it's They've been compromised. So then you have Newsmax, who basically cucked and did the same thing. They backed out on wanting to talk anything any shit on dominion because well dominion has more money than they do newsmax is very young very they're an infant when it comes to being a television news channel so the only one left would be oan and um they're not backing down uh, but anyway i'm not sure where john went but Hang on, I'm here. see this is all this is all part of the plan ladies and gentlemen because well 128 percent debt to gdp is what kills this economy. 35% of the money that's in circulation in, in the United States right, right now was printed in the last 10 months, or should I say direct deposited. And uh, well, this is how you dilute the American people's buying power, because $10 now buys you $7 worth of groceries. Yep. Sorry, I didn't know where you went. I thought I'd just keep rambling. I thought I just changed my count. I had to run to the bathroom. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I, kept, because, I kept blabbering away anyway. I, I figured... I figured that. But what I actually did was take myself out of the stream. I thought I just disabled my camera, but I removed myself from the stream. Sorry about you that. You did? Yes. I removed myself from the stream so I could go make a stream. I thought that Dave came in here and kicked you. No. <laughs> All righty. So, th I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch. And I think, to be honest with you, that places like podcasts and uh, internet sites that are actually digging into this. Independent creators. Exactly. Uh, I think you're going to see more stories there, and then they're going to be discounted because they're not part of the corporate paid-for media, the mainstream media. And this guy, whoever he was, God bless him, uh, he, he gone, 63-year-old man. They took him oh. and his motorhome and blew it up. No family, right? Loner guy. Who's going to miss him? I don't know, because he gave his house to some 20-something-year-old chick who lives in California, and she didn't even know it. He had already signed it over to her. I'm not, I'm not sure what the her? connection is between them two, but yeah. I wonder if he knew her. For I mean, you just don't well, give I'm a sure house he did. I'm sure he didn't just thumb through the telephone book and go, up oh, her, I like her name. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw know. a dart at this telephone book. Yeah. Who has a telephone book anymore? See, for you youngins out there, a telephone book was this big giant thing that your mom used to use to hit you upside with when you didn't act right. But uh, you can also thumb through there and generally find anybody that lives in your area code, their name would be listed. Now, you would have to pay extra to have your, your telephone number unlisted so yes. people couldn't find you. Correct. Ugh. It's an actual book that came out once a year. So what do you think about 2021? I mean, are we get, do you think it's going to get better or it's going to get worse? I can't see it getting better. I don't know. I just can't see it getting better. Better for podcasters. Eh, maybe. I don't see it getting better for the general public. No. And that will, I mean, a, a lot depends on, I mean, I'm not over here with my, you know, sitting on my hands going, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, I can't wait. But I guess the next milestone is going to be January 6th because I keep hearing a lot about it. Out of out of old Trumpy Trump, he's not backing down. I understand that. So, and not not that I'm over here going, oh boy, I got my hopes up. Trump's going to be president, and it's going to be funny. No, but you know, that's I'm just saying that's the next potential day of interest. Yeah, you know? he's done. Everybody's turned on him. No one. I mean, now he looks like your 
you know, your crazy uncle of Thanksgiving just spouting shit. Yeah. I know, but and, I mean, what if he's the one who called this drone strike on this building? <laughs> I'm just saying, I know it's a lot of conspiracy shit. Why would he do that? It would destroy evidence but, that he needed to prove. Just like I can't, I can't prove that that's what happened. So I don't really lean into it that hard, but I can't prove that it didn't. I hear you. Well, you know, who do aliens a- exist? I don't know. I've never seen one, but I don't know. But I've, I've also not explored all of the universe. So I don't know. I guess. I can't rule it out, man. So you know who didn't have a very good holiday season? Jennifer Anderson. Jennifer Anderson. Oh, I'm sure Jennifer Aniston uh, had a pretty good holiday with all her, you know, millions of dollars. Well, she got canceled. Unfortunately, she got canceled. Uh, the reason was because on Instagram, why did people put shit on? I, again, my Brad you, Pitt. <laughs> why would people put shit on Instagram? So she thought that this was funny. She said, our very first pandemic, 2020. It's an ornament. For her tree. That she has on her tree. Looks like it's made out of wood and it has a very faint carving in it that says, our first pandemic and then 2020 underneath of it. Right. Uh, And then, of course, everybody piled on. Why is Jennifer Aniston talking about our first pandemic? It's like a baby shower, wrote another. She is saying first... Like there's many more to come, acquired another user. Jennifer Aniston is a damn fool for posting that ornament on her story. Celebrities are dizzy AF, tweeted one individual. Some people, entire families have died. Oh, I'm sorry. Some people's entire families have died, but at least Aniston is showing how quickly she can be. They oh, wait. This one's awesome. Dude, fuck Jennifer Aniston, tweeted another. All celebrities have done during this pandemic is show how out of touch and just fucking oblivious they are to anything that doesn't have to do with them. <laughs> Welcome to Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not on it, this is why you should just stay just, the fuck off. I mean, of it. everything they do and they put something on there, somebody's going to take it, twist it around and make some kind of fucking bullshit thing out about it. Well, you know who's not? Remember last year? What got canceled last year? Last Christmas holiday season, what got canceled? I don't the- remember. The song we all loved. Which is? Baby, it's cold outside. That's right. Yeah, they did cancel that. And then, uh, what's his name? That was NPR was one of the vanguards behind canceling of that song because it was like a date rapist or something. It was showed toxic masculinity against a, a woman who was just telling him, no, I don't want to do this. Well, back then, no didn't mean no. Like Bill Burr says, no means no. But no, no, stop that. Don't do no. That's playing. Right. That's not, that doesn't mean no. Mm, that's just part of the. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, part of the game. Song of the year. Yeah. And so pussy. after NPR decided to be, to, to vanguard the uh, murdering of baby, it's cold outside last year, last Christmas, this year, they, they released their list, NPR's list of top 100 songs. And the number one song was, I'll let you say it, John. Wet Ass Pussy. By Cardi B. Uh, well, you know what? I'm not saying that it shouldn't be. I mean, it definitely got a lot of uh, downloads. It definitely, people were singing it. I mean, it got a lot of hype. I don't think, I, I mean, Ben Shapiro did a dramatic reading about it. I think that helped it. Candace well, it Owens says, uh, got into a fight with her over it. 
When we wanted to smile without looking at our phones, buoyant distractions abounded. If racism, xenophobia, and sociopathic behavior made us want to scream, black musicians found astonishingly inventive ways of saying, um, did you just start paying attention? Here's the thing. Why has it got to be black musicians? I mean, again, why did we have, as soon as someone says what race they are, to me, it just loses credibility. Cardi B has been a rapper. She's been making tons of money. She's got tons of fans. I mean, this song here, I got to tell you, I mean, there's some lyrics in it that cracked me to fuck up. And one of the things that rock and roll used to be, it it was, it, it went against the culture. It was, uh, you know, it did things that you aren't allowed to do. In other words, there was Kurt when in the who, who are you? When at the very end where it says, who the fuck are you? We were like, oh my God. And they played what? it on the radio. No. Yeah. So this is basically the same thing, except they're just adding, they're piling onto it. I, I don't have a problem with it being song of the year. I mean, I just think it's funny that they are actually letting that. I mean, that's a pretty racy song for NPR to, to get behind. Well, after canceling Baby It's Cold Outside, a traditional, uh, a classically traditional Christmas tune for, uh, it's been around since when I, I was a little kid. And sure. That's almost fucking 50 years ago. So I'm sure it's even older than that. Uh, the actor that sang that song in the movie was Khan. He oh, was really? also from uh, Fantasy Island. What was his name in uh, Fantasy Island? I can't remember anyhow. Yeah, he was in Fantasy Island. He was also Khan. So, hmm. yeah. But again... That wasn't Ricardo Montalban, was it? Yeah. Well, that's his real name. <laughs> oh. I was trying to think of what his name was in the, this, this character's name in the TV show. Because we know it wasn't Hervé Villachez. That was... No, that tattoo. was a Tattoo. They playing, boss. They playing. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, Cardi B has been going through a uh, court case too. She's being, she's been sued. I, I read this probably like, I don't know, week, week, 10 days ago. Apparently she paid a guy like 50 bucks or something to create an album cover for her. She wanted a something about a guy's back. I haven't seen the album cover, a guy's back and she wanted a tattoo on it and, and gave this guy like 50 bucks to make this album cover. This guy just goes on Google, looks up back tattoos, grabs one, throws it on there and boom, that's, that's the album cover. Well, now the guy whose actual back tattoo that was is suing Cardi B. No shit. <laughs> it's awesome. You can't make this shit up. That's why yeah, you may, you got all that money and you're going to pay somebody 50 bucks to make your fucking album cover. You piece of shit. That's just so ghetto. That's exactly Scumbag. ghetto shit that gets Scumbag. people in trouble. Yeah. I, I got to say bad management right there. Well, I wonder how much he wants for it. What was the? What's he suing for? How much money? I didn't uh, get that deep. I, I did read the article, but I didn't get so deep as to see any kind of a dollar amount. I, I, from what I know, is undisclosed. But she's actually fighting it. Just, just give the guy ten grand. Fuck it. What do you? What's ten grand to you? If you brag about being so fucking rich, what is ten grand to you? Nothing. Well, you know, again, it's the whole street mentality of somebody taking something off of somebody else. Yeah, I it's, guess it's so. It's basically I don't live trying like to steal that, something so I, for. I can't, uh... Right, it's your fault. You went to Fiverr and got somebody to <laughs> give you a fifty dollar, pay fifty dollars for an like album that. cover. Yeah. Exactly, and, and now it's going to cost you. Well, well, all right. Again, here we are at the end of twenty twenty. And everybody's like, okay, we're going to go into 2021 and it's going to be so much better. I don't know. We thought 2020 in 2019, we thought 2020 was going to be the year. And that went to shit 
hell in a handbasket. Do you want to get into the th- your? Uh, I guess this would be. I kind of think we're already. I mean, we're an hour and ten or so deep now. Well, if you're not going to do it now, we'll never do it. But I, you know, I would say you should go into it. We got time. We always try not to do the show before we do the show. And then we end up doing the show before the show. Right. So you put up. I had come across a video. It was, I can't even remember the guy's name now. Neil Cavuto. He was, I think he's on Fox Business. Yes. And he ran this video earlier today or last night that basically said that China's leader, Xi Jinping Pong, is, has called upon his nation's military to uh, explore ways and means of training and preparing for war and to be prepared for armed conflict with the United States of America. Uh, the Chinese Communist Party, the Chinese Communist Party officials have made it clear that they will utilize the Wuhan virus pandemic that they created to achieve their goals of global domination. So this got me to thinking, well, while they're in training and preparation to take on the U.S. in a physical war, not just a Cold War or a digital war, what are we over here doing? We're canceling Jennifer Aniston and making wet ass pussy the number one song. Um what are we worried about over here? We're, we're worried about um, wearing a mask and shit. So that got me to thinking, what if like our military is probably at one of the all time lows as far as numbers of active military, right? I don't know what the numbers would be, but I would imagine that it is. It's a definitely it's a volunteer army. Yeah. And basically what you have is. You know, people that, let's face it, come from lower background, lower income backgrounds, poor areas where the military is a step up where they can get an education, where they can get job skills and stuff like that, where they can go in and travel. So it's basically and I mean, this is known that they go to poor uh, areas and they recruit. And that's where so but what we don't have is back in, well, I guess they stopped the, I forget when they stopped the draft. I know it was in, I think it was like 71 or 72, whenever they stopped the draft. Right. But before that, we had the draft where, you know, they would, you would, they would draft whoever it was. And you would either have to be in college or you could have a kid or something. You're married and you would have an exemption. Right. Again, our president, he had. That's uh, why my dad was exempt. Right. He, well, my dad was exempt too because of me. Uh, but, you know, the president, he had a uh, fallen arches or whatever the fuck he had plantar fasciitis or whatever was wrong with him. So he didn't go. Uh, so now they're thinking about making it the draft again. And I don't know. I mean, Israel, anybody at the age of 18, you're in for two years. I mean, I don't know that they're going to make a draft again, but it's just maybe I mean, I'm guessing that, you know, we're going if we actually had a ground war with China, man. That's uh, going to be a pretty big force to go against as far as you know numbers goes. I mean, keep in mind all of their weaponry are made in China, so they're not exactly all that good. If you well, you have, say that um, I don't try know. to open a doorknob lately and it falls off in your hand. That's made in China. I don't know if that's one hundred percent true, but here's the other thing too: that the, since this pandemic, that a ton of people have bought weapons, so the population is very. Well armed in armed. the United States. Yeah. Well, there's like something like 550 million guns in this country. But I'm just looking at the population that we've been churning out for the past 10 to 20 years. Well, yeah, that's that would be draft age people. And yeah. to be honest with you, I see a lot of them in Discord. 
that could actually use some military training, go through boot camp, actually take and make a man out of them. And I think the military would do them good because they're sitting home playing video games and this video game and that video game. I just think the military would be a good way of uh, actually making a manly man out of them instead of a incel. It's not fair, Mom. I don't want to go to war. But, Mom, I don't want to go to war. Listen, I can, you know, again, you see the memes where 18 and 19-year-olds running off of uh, carriers in uh, on D-Day on the beach of Normandy getting shot. And then you see, you know, kids this, you know, college kids of age now being, you know, afraid to have to have a safe space because of somebody. Well, they're said mad something because to them. their two-day delivery didn't come on in two days. Right. Because their DoorDash didn't get there in time. So I think that if we had a military draft and we took most of the kids coming out of school at 18-year-old. I mean, they go what, like 18 to like 30 or something like that? Yeah, but I'm just saying like 18. Let's start. If you started now, you took them out. They had to do two years. So you take them out. You put them through basic training. You train them. You make a man out of them. And then after two years, you know, they get to go to college or do something like that. At least they've been trained. So if they ever be called back up again, you know, uh, they can be called back up again and we have something. But again, it's too late. If we have to start doing that now, it's too late. It'll never happen. I mean, I was just talking to a guy uh, night or night before last. I won't tell you his name, but you know him. You know of him. He just graduated um, with a degree in criminal justice, literally like 10 days ago. And he, you know, overall, he seems like a good guy. Um, but he's going, he's going, he wants to go back to college and get, now get a degree in, um, computer sciences to go with his criminal justice degree that he already has. And I think he's around 23, 24 years old. And I asked him, he's like, well, now that, you know, Biden's talking about giving, you know, paying your college is going to be free and this and that. And I was like, oh, what are you going to be like a career student? He goes, well, yeah, I probably would if. If that thing with Biden goes through, like, that's not how you do things. That's not how that's that's so, you know, that so that made me also think about, well, you know, with Biden wanting to give, you know, like $50,000 worth of like forgiveness for everybody's student loan bullshit, that's going to take away from anybody ever enlisting in the military ever again. Well, my thing would be that you would have to, again, you could make it where you enlist in the military for two years. And then when you get out, you get college tuition towards, you know, your yeah, degree or whatever. But that's like not that. what Biden wants to do. Right. So, you, well, I understand that. So what he wants, so at 20 years old, you get out, you go back in, you go to college and by 24, 25, you're out and you're ready to go and you're more mature and you can go out and start your life. Or, you know, you get in the military, you might like it. You might, you know, re-up. Don't get pissed. Re-enlist. Re-up and... There's roughly... I'm just rounding off numbers here. There's roughly 45 million Americans that have active student debt and the average loan debt is around 35 grand. Right. So he's going to, and he's wanting to just basically wipe it out. Well, again, it's not that he wipes out debt. The taxpayers pay for it. There's no such thing as free college. Not just that. All the money goes to the banks. Correct. Okay. That's, that's a massive influx of cash into these banks. 
Um, everybody, well, it's federally, no, it's not. It's outside banks that the, that the federal government guarantees backs you up on the money. And basically it works like this. If you default on your student loans and you file your taxes and you have anything coming back, they're going to fucking take it for years to come until you have paid off that debt and any interest and fees and, and involved. But, but that I think it's going to create more colleges that are absolute garbage that are just trying to cash in because we've already got a lot of those. They're in every, every strip mall in this country has those crappy colleges that pop up somehow pay off and get their damn accreditation and then give everybody a shitty ass education. Then, and then they also allow their students to create massive amounts of debt because you know when you when you get a student loan for those of you who do not know you're not you're not they don't limit you to borrowing just your cost of tuition and books and and like lab fees and all this other shit parking decals and all that you're allowed to borrow enough to live on as well so and then that comes to you as cash in your pocket Okay. Right. It, it doesn't just pay for your rent or your, they don't write a check to whoever owns your, owns your apartment or your dormitory or whatever. That money goes to you and you have to give it, give it out for, for your living expenses and food and transportation costs and all that. So I know this because when I was in college back in the mid to late nineties, I would, I had an opportunity where I actually used that one time I was driving a very piece of shit car and I was fucking tired of it. I had a daughter that was in my hands full time. Um, I just gotten married to not the mother of the kid, but, uh, I had a band that was very active and I was in college full time as well. I had a lot on my plate and my last thing I needed was my car breaking down on me and it was time to renew for next term. So I paid, I, I borrowed enough to pay next term, next next term's expenses, and I got an additional uh, $2,400, which was my limit at the time, and I used that to put down on a used car, a uh, two-year-old minivan, and and that, and that and I, it, that, borrowing that extra $2,400 over the period of uh, 15 years it took me to pay off my loans uh, probably cost me about five grand. Okay. So, you know. Right. So, again, same thing. When I went to college, I was able to get a loan. But I got a loan for what it took me in books and tuition. And when they said, you know, you can get this much more, I said, I don't need that much more. And I worked and I paid for my own expenses. And, again, I lived at home. I wasn't, you know, I didn't have an apartment or anything like that. And I lived at home and I went to school locally. And when I got out, I had a student loan and I think I paid it off in like three years. It wasn't like a big deal. But I can't, and what I'm going to tell you, it was no more than it was no more than ten grand, and that was for you know for all my college. So if you want to go to college, I think, I, and I've got to tell you, without you know kids that don't have fathers, and kids that don't have a, a strong male influence in their life, I think Boomer that Bob. the what's that. Like, like Boomer Bob, I'm a strong male influence. Right. So I think that going into the military and uh, being led by drill sergeants and stuff like that, I think that would uh, benefit a lot of the men in this country because the culture right now is turning. I mean, Jesus Christ, you got guys on actors on the cover of major magazines in dresses. If that don't tell you 
that we need to start manning, you know, making men more manly in this country. I don't know what it what will. You and your toxic masculinity. Fuck that. It's not toxic. <laughs> it's not toxic. You know what's toxic? Fe- male femininity. That's toxic. Well, that'll win wars, right? No. I mean, you just they, put them on the front lines. No, they're bitches. They're, you're yeah, toxic but feminists. Get rid of all of them. Your toxic male feminists are just bitches. That's all they are. Following me, put them on the front lines. It'll get rid of all of them. I guess, but that's not going to help. It's a solution. I don't know. They say we gave them a chance. We put our faith in them, man. We bold, beautiful, and strong, and brave. Let's let's. You know what? I think they got this. Well, I think. Matter of fact, we could put that on the back of all of of the of the uniform. You could put those gay ass messages that you see at like. Unlike things at Kohl's that says, you got this, or live, laugh, love. Bootylicious. Or hold on, I need coffee. You can just put that on everybody's backs. I'll tell you the way to win the war. Inspirational quotes. I'll tell you the way to win the war. The way to win the war is to get those robot dogs that they make at uh, national, the the robot dogs, you see that? You you put a gun on them, and then you make it a video game. Then look out China. Let them operate drones, kind of. Right, yeah. exactly. They can fly drones. They can be, yeah, and they basically just play it like a video game, like a, any kind of war video game that there's out there. Call of Duty, Black Ops, all that shit. I don't know many video games because I don't play video games, but that, that kind of thing. I think that's... I, I don't know a lot of 18 to 30 year olds right now that would be able to handle it. I mean, I oh, don't, I'm not saying it. that I'm not saying that there's anybody cut out to actually handle that shit who doesn't already sign up for it on their own. Uh, didn't take JROTC in high school and get themselves prepared for it. But just to take somebody for like out of the discord or one of my daughter's, you know, cohorts and, you know, put them in a, a uniform, give them two weeks of basic and put them on the line with a gun. I don't know. I don't know how I don't think that's going to go well at all. Not not as good as it. Not that it went well back in the Vietnam War or or during Korea, because there was a draft there, too. But I think it went better back then than it would today. Yeah, because they were they, they were men they, they were yeah. they were going to be bearing be a lot more bodies. men. The, the men today, they're fabulous. <laughs> that's what they are. All right, getting this canceled. Nice. <laughs> I think we should end on that. Yeah, I do too. Um, yeah, so listen. <laughs> so please uh, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Bullhorn Pod. Any questions, comments, complaints, you can call the voicemail and fart into it for John because he likes hearing. He's He's got this weird thing. Uh, anyway, it's 856 599 8558. That's 856 599 8558. Or email us at bullhornpod at gmail.com. That's right, Fagless. Use the phone line. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> See you next week. When's the last time you checked the voice mail anyway? I don't know, but I'm I haven't checked mine checking in like three it weeks. now. <laughs> I haven't done mine in like three weeks. All right. Talk to you later, guys.